0: Welcome to Get Fitty With It. I don't have a song today. I'm sorry. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back
1: to Get Fitty With It.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm your co-host Holly Stark.
1: And I'm your co-host Mary. That's it. Just Mary.
0: I forgot that you don't have a last name anymore. And (laughs) I was actually, I was typing something today and I put Mary Laidlaw, and I was like, you know what? I don't remember what name she's going by, so I just took our names off. Of I it. don't know what name. I
1: switch it every day, what I'm doing. I don't Let's know. Speaking
0: of names, in less than two weeks, I'm not going to be Holly Stark anymore.
1: I know. Uh, that's crazy.
0: Is that Very that is
1: crazy. Maybe we can go through the name-changing process together. There we go.
0: You were <laughs> just waiting just, for
1: me to get there. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to do it alone. Um, no, but I just didn't want to change it before taxes. Oh, that's fair. Because that's fair. then I'd have to change like my W-2 at work. So like, maybe think about that too.
0: Actually, that's that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. So anyways. Anyways, that's why you're. <laughs> none of you all are here. Y'all are here because <laughs> we have uh, an interview today. <laughs> yes, we do. So we have on Alexa Martin, who is a mindset coach. And she was so lovely and just amazing to talk to because we talked a lot about, you know, having hard conversations and putting the work in to change your mindset. And that's something obviously you and I are doing a lot of currently Mm -hmm. um is working on our mindset and so it was just kind of like an enlightening conversation that kind of sparked at the end towards the end of last year is that when we recorded beginning of this Mm -hmm. year end of last year yeah so it's a nice spark to like get into the new year with
1: yes and she's just like the sweetest human and I said it in this episode but just listen to her talk about like her passion and like as you guys listen to this episode like just how bubbly and excited. She gets like talking about what she does. Like pay attention to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But before we get into the episode, let's catch up on how our week has been. Um, How has your week been the first full week of the year?
1: Um, It has been actually, I've hit like almost all my goals every single day, which is shocking because it's been such a stressful time. So like physical health, I worked out or did some kind of movement every single day, which is good. Um, I got back on my Peloton, like consistently. I'm back at the gym consistently with John, um, eating. I stuck to my meal plan. I didn't eat crap. I'm still doing dry January. Haven't slipped up on that at all. Haven't even thought of it, honestly, like haven't craved drinking or anything like that. Um, I've been reading, which is crazy. I read one book already this year, which look at Mary. If you guys listened in last year off already. <laughs> Right. I'm like one down. Um, but yeah, so like all of that has been great. Um, something that I never talk about, or I didn't talk about last year that Holly always has to ask me about is mental health. And my mental health was garbage this week. I had to go to Holly. I had to go to John a lot. Um, I just was not feeling confident. My period did come this week, which kind of made sense why I was getting, like, I literally had a mental breakdown after the gym one day, like Crying, just feeling like it's never gonna happen for me. Like I'm never gonna see changes. I'm never gonna like I work so hard. I was like comparing myself to a bunch of people. And John was like, Okay, well, you just need to like be consistent and you need to like think positively of yourself and like you can't just get down on yourself like this. And then my period came the next day and I was like, Oh, this all makes sense. Like
0: (laughs) yeah. I feel you.
1: Um, but yeah, so it was just and then like with work and stuff, it's been a very stressful late nights. Um I've just been like on the verge of a panic attack, which sucks. But as of Friday, I've been feeling like a lot better, like going into the weekend and just like thinking differently. And I need to get back into therapy. It's just been rough with like work and stuff, which is a total excuse. But I think I need to, need to get back into therapy. Yeah. Like I, I need to get back day, to it.
0: That like third party just to talk because it just feels so good to like and even if I like didn't feel like I accomplished anything in that session just to like get it out
1: yeah I I 100% agree so that is on my to-do list today is to look into getting a call at least a phone call set up um to decide if where if if I want to go to this place that Holly goes to um I also have another place on my list as well so just kind of like calling and seeing like what fits me is
0: yeah yeah I
1: love it. So What about you? How was your week? First week of
0: 2022. I'm oh, yeah. such a year. I mean, <laughs>
1: such a year. such a such a year, huh? <laughs> we're, a we're already over,
0: huh? <laughs> oh my God. Such a week is what I meant. Um, I also felt like, yeah, just very anxious this week. Not a good mental health week for me at all. Um lot of crying, including yesterday when I like full on panic attack, I was trying to do laundry. So it's just been an interesting week of ups and downs. But um, in terms of like, some of the habits that I wanted to build, like, flossing and skincare and reading. I've already read four times this week, which was my goal. Last week was three, this week was four. Um, I've been flossing every day. I've been doing my skincare every day. So even with having a very bad mental health week, when I usually let my like little habits go, I actually did stay very strong in them. Um, which I'm happy and, and proud of because that's something I've been really working on when I do get very anxious and depressed, is not letting my good go-to habits okay. go to waste. Um, so that felt really good. And this week though, like physical wise, I've done no movement and I kind of felt guilty yesterday. And then I was like, fuck that. I also started my period this week. It's been one of the worst periods I've had in a while. I'm literally sitting here with, um, not like a plug in heating pad, but I bought like those Thermacare ones or whatever you can buy Like at target wrap around because I needed Mm -hmm. a heating pad today as I like do stuff. Um, but it's been like intense pain for like three days now. Um, like pain that makes me want to throw up type of pain. So yeah, it's, once I figured out I was starting my period on Tuesday night, I was like, I was like crying Monday and Tuesday. And I was like, huh, well, this makes a little bit more sense. Right. <laughs> so I definitely had that same realization. Um, and then I was like, thank the heavens. I didn't realize my period was coming. I mean, I, I track it obviously, but it, sometimes I forget like it's the beginning of the month, end of the month. And so I was very thankful that it's not end of the month because I would have sucked on my wedding <laughs>
1: Yeah, for real though.
0: I mean I know you did,
1: but I had my period on my wedding day, but it it wasn't <laughs> bad though. <laughs> like it was honestly fine. Um this period though, if I had the period that I have right now, I don't know what is happening. Cause like I'm on the pill, so it's like usually they're just very and I think it's because I changed my pill too, or they changed it. I don't fucking know. I gotta get off this shit. But the place that I get it from like changed it to like the same color, type but a different brand. brand. Yeah. yeah. And oh my gosh, like I think I'm dying to be honest. Like I have the worst cramps. I like haven't been sleeping well. Mm-hmm. Just so. <laughs> if any guys are listening, like this is probably where you log off because it's been like a floodgate. Like I swear to God, it's been terrible. I feel. Anyways,
0: I so feel yeah, you. right there with. Um, right there.
1: I wanted to say that you have gotten me on back on to flossing. So I am the kind of person that like goes, (laughs) she's, she's doing the flossing now. Um, I cannot floss every single day because I'm the kind of person that goes to the dentist and like all my gums are bleeding and they're like, how often do you floss? And I'm like every day. So I tried to do it every day at the end of the year and it's just my gums, End of oh, last year. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sorry. I thought you were yeah. I thought you were saying only at the end of the year, each year will I start flossing. And I was like, wait, what? I was no, like, I isn't helpful.
1: <laughs> I started at the end of the year and my gums just hurt so bad. Like when I would eat or drink, it hurt so terribly bad. So this week I decided that I was gonna floss two to three times and I have stuck to that, which eventually I'll be able to do it every day once they stop bleeding. They're still like pretty, pretty raw. <laughs> they're, they're getting used to it. And then also skincare, I have like, I have almost skipped it sometimes. Cause I'm like, whatever, I'm so tired, but I have stuck to it morning and evening. That's awesome. Yeah. So sometimes at night I don't like wa- like fully wash my face to be honest, but at least I like do like, so like just water and soap and whatever. And then I just, um, put the facial, like the mask thing on, that I have mm-hmm. so. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I so that. I wanted to add that in. Cause I forgot
0: so but I do that, that <laughs> but I do that um, cool. with that but she does that um, let's just dive into our interview with Alexa yeah. and then we will see you guys on the other side we have an another amazing guest here today I want to welcome Alexa Martin to the podcast boop, 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 boop. So you get some sound effects. <laughs> I
2: love it. I love it. I feel like we need like an intro song, a walkout song, the lights, <laughs> Everything.
0: everything's going. Yes, exactly. That's the mood that we're setting here.
1: <laughs> That's what we need to start doing is having our guests choose their walkout song, like That's in baseball. True.
0: I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. Do. It'll be like a prerequisite question in the email. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for being here. Can you just get started with telling us who you are, what you do?
2: yeah thank you guys so much for having me so I'm Alexa I am a life coach and founder of Limitless where we help women really ditch autopilot ditch guilt stress shoulds and just empower them to own their time and own their future it's kind of like you know how you always tell yourself this time things will be different yes and then they're literally never different. Yes.
0: Yep. We <laughs> help people with that. <laughs> I love it because that's everyone on Like everyone does that. Yes.
2: Yes. Even <laughs> me too. Even me too. <laughs> sure.
0: I love that. And so how did you get started in like the personal development space and mindset space? what did that journey initially look like for you?
2: It's honestly so crazy to look back on it. So I was at, MIT studying math at the time, (laughs) very different path I was taking in life. I was literally at the time taking my mom's pills to sleep at night, drinking like six cups of coffee a day, binge drinking the whole gambit. We were, we were doing it all. Mm -hmm. And my roommate was like, you should read this mindset book. I had no idea what mindset was or why she wanted me to read this book. And I had never read a book in my life. (laughs) But I picked up the book and all the light bulbs went off. It was, you know, it's just one of those moments that you read something, you hear a story from someone, and it's just like, oh my God, there's a whole other way of living out there. You know, like, what do I mean? Like, what do you mean I don't have to be miserable or I don't have to be doing all these things to survive? Like, what do you mean I can just? be happy and I became so obsessed with this space i that one book turned into like one hundred books. I started listening to tons and tons of podcasts. I started working with coaches. I started working out. It was just a full one eighty after that and I really haven't looked back since. I love that. I love
0: that And can I ask what that book was?
2: I need to be getting some sort of <laughs> paycheck from
0: this guy
2: (laughs) okay so it's called chasing excellence by ben bergeron he is a crossfit games coach yeah and if he ever listens to this i will send you my email address
1: (laughs) we will send him this clip of you saying that
2: (laughs) my venmo is alexa martin (laughs)
1: open for business
2: yes
1: yes I love that. I think it's so like, especially in America, I feel like we're taught to be like, go, go, go and like never look back and never like take time for yourself. So I think that this is amazing that, you know, all it took was like you reading a book and like, obviously, for other people, it might take more than that. But just like getting into that different, like you said, it's probably like a world of difference compared to like where you were at.
2: A hundred percent, and it did take time, right? It wasn't like I read this one book and then overnight everything shifted. It was very <laughs> gradual, you know. I started by working out and listening to podcasts, and then we added this thing and another thing and another thing, and then worked with coaches. You know, it wasn't just
0: one day drop everything, everything. yeah, completely new life. <laughs> and so, how did it look as you started? along this journey for yourself, how did, how, and when did you start like bringing your own business into it and decide you wanted to be a coach and help others?
2: Another, another fun little story. So about a year ago, I was working with a life coach. I knew I wanted to switch careers. I knew I loved personal development and wellness. I knew I loved teaching. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so she's also a business coach and she was hosting this retreat in Tulum, Mexico, where they were teaching people how to build online businesses. And she knew I was into spirituality and things like this. So she was like, Alexa, you should just come. And I'm like, I don't wanna show up at this event. I don't even have a business. People are gonna be like, what's this girl doing here? you know, but for some reason you just, you buy the plane ticket and you just somehow end up in Tulum, Mexico at this business building retreat without a business. (laughs) And while I was there, one of my good friends, her sister, she experienced a lot of anxiety. So for me growing up, I had a lot of anxiety. I had an eating disorder. And so she saw me change so much and she reached out to me and just asked about, you know, what had helped me along my journey, how I changed And I really just was talking to her about the power of coaches because working with coaches just completely changed things for me. Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, how do you go about finding a coach? And I'm sitting on, sitting on the beach in Tulum, Mexico. I'm like, wait a minute here. I'm like, well, I can coach you. And (laughs) she was down for it. She became my first client and things just really grew from there. So magic happens in Mexico.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. It's like one of those moments of like, wait, it's like that sign from the universe. You're like, if I just, I could just, it could happen right here. I could just say yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like they're giving it to you on a silver platter. I'm like, I I guess this is what we're doing now.
0: You're like, okay, (laughs) like there's not, no, we're not going back. (laughs) Yeah. And
2: it's crazy because, you know, obviously when I said yes to her, I had no idea what this would somehow turn into and I was looking at so I set one year goals visions for myself and I was mm. reading mine from last year and I literally wrote on them like start using my voice more authentically on Instagram because I wasn't really posting at all I had maybe it was like once every few months, just a picture mm-hmm. of me with my friends to show off to the world, how cool I was. Um, <laughs> and so, but I, I knew I had a lot to say and I cared a lot about this space. So I was like, okay, one year from now, I just, I just want to be using my voice more authentically on Instagram. And now one year later, it's like, I'm posting every day. I'm like blowing up Instagram. And if you had told me a year ago that this is what my life would be like, uh-uh. I would have laughed in your face. So it's crazy how things can happen
0: sometimes. I love that. I love that. I I love seeing that, like such a short change. Like it's like yes, it's a long time, but also such a short amount of time. And I feel like sometimes you forget that things can happen quick because I mm-hmm. feel like we almost rely on social media too much. So it's like, well, everyone's popular. I'm never going to be seen. But it's like, so you can be sometimes. Like you can mm-hmm. still be out there if you're, you know, unique and you have. That right spark for people, so percent. I love that. And so, just getting a little bit more into like the work you do with your clients. So, what does that look like when a client wants to work with you? With is it your program's called Limitless, or the whole the whole company's called Limitless? <laughs> no, my program okay. program's okay. Well, called Limitless. Sure. Okay.
2: <laughs> whole so company sure. is Alex Martin Coaching LLC. <laughs> Could not come up with anything <laughs> better.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so program it. is Limitless. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm and-
0: Holly Stark. I get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's like, I, I can't come up with these things all the time. <laughs> That's fair. I love
0: it. Yes. So I'd love to hear more about Limitless.
2: Yeah. So I take women on a 10 week journey where, kind of like I mentioned in the beginning, they're really just getting back in the driver's seat of their life, just like owning their time, owning their future owning their life instead of being pulled in a million directions, instead of constantly people pleasing, instead of shying away from certain situations out of fear or lack of confidence, it's just really getting women back into the driver's seat of their life. So they're creating that life that feels really authentic to them. Like the one that you dreamed about when you were 10 years old one that you dream about every once in a while when you're like alone at night, wondering like what could be, it's really helping people just realize like that could be a reality for you and giving them the little push to start making it happen. So it's a really cool container and you know, there's the community aspect of things. There's the content they do on their own time. There's the coaching. It's just, it's such a special group of women who are just so committed to really showing up for themselves and doing the hard things.
0: I love that. And I feel like it's something like we've had other like coaches and stuff like that on the podcast before, but I feel like we haven't really talked about like the kind of way sometimes you set up coaching. So for you, like, so someone who's in limitless, they get, is it like one-on-one coaching group coaching that you guys do? Like, how does it actually look for someone going through the program?
2: So they get two group coaching calls a week. And one of them is really, and it sounds like like a school classroom of like, it's very activity based, <laughs> but no, it is very activity based. It's really about, you know, fostering community and learning from each other and fostering that connection with the other women. So one call is primarily focused on that. And then one call is a mindset, deep dive. So really diving into, you know, what challenges are you feeling in your relationships in your life? For example, what challenges are you feeling in your work? What challenges are you feeling with your family, with your emotional, your emotional emotions popping up? <laughs> um, like all those, you know, deep mindset things. So they have those two calls a week, they get weekly content to really just like support them on their journey. And then they just have access to me 24 seven, which is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sending like voice notes, videos. I'm all of the things I'm like, I'll show up at your house if you need me to. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's what it looks awesome. like.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I feel like I know I'm a person who before, like before I was like into this journey and looking into coaches and programs, like I'm that, that anxious and curious mind. Like I have to know like, what's kind of expected and I can Mm -hmm. read blurbs on the internet all day but like I love hearing someone like talk about like what is this going to like how how are you going to guide me so thank you for sharing that
2: (laughs) you're welcome
0: oh go ahead go ahead
2: I was just gonna say the blurbs on the internet also are so not helpful like even I read my website sometimes and I'm like scratching my head I'm like what does this even mean I know
0: I know (laughs) I feel like it's just sometimes like you're putting words together and you're like yes that's what we're doing here
2: (laughs) But I also think that it's
1: so beneficial to hear you say, like, that you're voice messaging and messaging these people and, like, being there. And, like, because I feel like sometimes there's, like, silent coaches that kind of like falls to the wayside and that's what people like they don't want to just be a number to someone so it's so mm-hmm. nice to see all your passion and like how inspired you are by what you're doing as well like you can hear it in your voice when you're talking about it like this is what you want to be doing and some people are just like oh yeah like it's just like it's what I do for my job like not any people like not anybody that we've had on the podcast but like people that I've worked with in the past
0: yeah 100% and so I want to shift a little bit away from the business and start kind of talking about. Um, a lot of things, but let's start with anxiety. <laughs> so I know you mentioned earlier, um, you know, that you, you said you had anxiety from a young age. So something we talk a lot about on the podcast is just mental health. Me and Mary both struggle with anxiety and looks very different for both of us. So I'd love to just hear kind of how that has looked for you and how you've worked with your own anxiety as you've grown and age.
2: Yeah. So anxiety for me, it really started, like kicking off full force in college. And I think where it came from for me. So, you know, growing up, I didn't receive love in the home how I would have wanted to. And so I started to seek validation from other places, right. From getting good grades in school, from trying to make myself and my body look a certain way. So people would say you're pretty, all different things, all different ways outside of myself to kind of fill my cup because I wasn't receiving that love in the home in the way that I would have liked. And when you're living in that way, constantly seeking validation from people outside of yourself, you you get to a really dangerous place when that validation is no longer there. And so, like I said, I went to MIT where, you know, getting an A in high school, no problem, I can get that validation getting an A at MIT, big problem, (laughs) can't get that validation. And so I just started burning myself off, burning myself off. This is not the right phrasing. You know what I mean? Burning myself out. There we go. (laughs) On all ends of the stick, you know, and I started to like drink a lot and just like be really freak out about what other people would think about me and was just like living very inauthentically. And it would just accumulate in these moments where there would be so much going on in my life. And I would just freak out, you know, and it was just, I cannot do this anymore. I need to just get everything off my calendar. It was just, it's like this feeling of like, oh my God, my heart's racing. I can't do this anymore. Like just feeling like very paralyzed. And it would happen in cycles where then I would just kind of like shut down, get everything off, and then slowly like build it back up again. And those cycles just really repeated over and over and over again until I got into the self-development space and learned about what just what makes me me and what makes me feel confident in my own skin and in my own self and just started to live really authentically and stop trying to feel validated from others, stop trying to live a life in a way that makes me feel worthy, but rather just develop that sense of unconditional worthiness from within and trust that everything's happening exactly as it's supposed to trust that, you know, we're not going to be liked by everyone, but that has nothing to do with me as a human being. Yeah. I
0: love that. That's amazing. I feel like that's such a hard, a hard space to get to. I mean, something I'm working on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I guess for our listeners who maybe want to go down that path and have tried or have changed habits or things like that, what do you feel like is like the hardest, I don't know how to phrase this question. Like, what do you think makes you fall back into those patterns as often? Does that make sense?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a good question. So a few things, the first thing that comes to mind is certain people, like being around certain people from my past uh, can really set things off and I'm very aware of that and you know it's nothing against them but intentionally choose the people who I spend my time around and choose the environments I put myself in because certain environments certain people can really trigger me and kind of make me feel like I'm reverting into an old version of myself so that's 100% the first one that comes to mind.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I agree with that. I think that you are who you surround yourself with sometimes and it's easy to fall back into patterns if they're doing those things that you're trying to kind of steer yourself away from.
2: hundred percent. And I'm also just thinking about, you know, when I'm repeatedly either one, not doing the things that I'm telling myself I want to do or Doing things that I tell myself I don't want to do, a lot of anxiety can pop up then. And I think it's really learning how to have integrity with the things that you tell yourself. You know, it's not an issue if you're going to drink every night this week, it's not an issue if you're not going to work it out. Work out at all this week. Like, none of these things are issues. They become issues when you start to tell yourself you're going to do other things. And then you repeatedly let yourself down over and over again. You start to have anxiety about the fact that you're not doing what you want to do. And it's like this controlling sensation where you don't have any control. And so, a practice of just really having a lot of integrity with what you tell yourself
0: and being okay with your life not looking a certain way. I love that. And is there any practices that you recommend or work with, maybe like with your clients specifically, if they are in a space of, you know, dealing with a lot of anxiety or if they have high function anxiety, whatever, is there anything that you recommend specifically?
2: There's so many things. So I think first of all, and (laughs) nobody wants to hear this because everyone's heard it 8,000 times, but we all love journaling, (laughs) but honestly, (laughs) Getting your thoughts out of your head onto a piece of paper in a productive way, really helpful and not just journaling and then like putting it to the side, but something I have my clients do is journal out, you know, all their thoughts, all their feelings, and then revisit it one day later, two days later, whenever they feel Like they've kind of moved past the emotional charge and they're able to look back on it and look back on it and start to see, you know, what's really popping up here. Is it control? Is it worry, fear, anger, frustration, resentment? There's a lot of different things that could be popping up, but go back, look at what's popping up and then start to kind of figure out, okay, where is this coming from? And it's going to be coming from, you know, some message that you received in childhood, like some, some trigger from a long time ago. And then really putting in the work there, because if we meditate and try to meditate away our problems or try to journal away our problems or all of these things are great, but it's kind of like playing whack-a-mole and you the issues are going to keep coming up and then you'll meditate and they'll go away and they'll come up and then you'll meditate and they'll go away. And it's not until you really look at the root of where it's coming from in your childhood experience, where it's coming from in the past that you can prevent, you know, that mole from ever coming up again.
0: And this is why exactly I'm in therapy. <laughs> so I can get to the root cause of things. <laughs> As you're saying and I was like, yeah, th-
2: this is yep. <laughs> this this makes sense. And therapy like we we love therapy and I think it's also really important to, you know, for the person who's we know what's popping up and we're just still talking about what's popping up in the past. Sure. You have to implement practices to move forward as well. Cause people can definitely get stuck in the ruminating on the past, talking about the past over right. and over and over again, and just kind of keeping yourself stuck in that place.
0: Yeah. And so like working with mindset. So something I know that I used to struggle with was limiting beliefs. Um, and I know I'm sure I should say that you have clients that come to you that have, you know, these limiting beliefs that they can't be enough or, you know, whatever it may be. I know enough is kind of the one that I most commonly hear from being in this space for a few years now. So how, you know, I don't know how to phrase this question. Like, how do you work with clients or what kind of mindset work have you done if you've struggled with like limiting beliefs? Cause I feel like that's something that so many people struggle with. And it's something that is, I mean, with any mindset work so hard to overcome, it's not something you can do overnight, like we said. But, you know, like, I think that specifically is something that's like those triggers, like you have something happen and you go right back to that. Like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm, it's cause I'm not enough. Like, it's mm-hmm. so easy to fall back from that. So I don't know if that was a question at all, but I, I hope <laughs> that makes
2: sense. <laughs> So beliefs, limiting beliefs, non-limiting beliefs, all the beliefs are just repeated thoughts grounded in lived experience, right? They're just repeated thoughts grounded in lived experience. And so if you really let that sink in, you can kind of realize that beliefs are within your control. And we've all probably heard at this point about manifesting and how our beliefs create our reality and things of the sort. So it's likely that you probably want to have, you know, beliefs that are going to help you create a life that you actually want to live and are not going to keep you stuck in a life that doesn't feel good to you. And so what I work with people and have them do is basically there's this idea that there's all these different parts of you, right? There's a sad part, an angry part, a fearful part, and your limiting beliefs are there because they're trying to keep you safe in some way. And we don't necessarily need to know why they're trying to keep you safe or how they're trying to keep you safe. All you have to know is that there's a part of you that has this belief that's trying to keep you safe. And you get to decide, like, is this my belief, like my highest self-belief? Or is this something that's been conditioned on me, something that I'm telling myself so I don't have to ever feel disappointed, you know, something that I'm telling myself so I don't ever have to feel hurt, something that I'm telling myself so that I don't ever have to risk failing, for example. And you get to decide kind of like behind all these parts of you is your capital S self. And when you're in your most heart centered, calm, confident, compassionate space, like is this your belief? Or is this something that's, you know, just been kind of conditioned onto you? And when you work with people through that nine, 10 times out of 10, their authentic self, like that's not their belief. Mm -hmm. It's just something that they've been telling themselves for so long for one reason or another. And so then it's starting to work with that part of them. That's like, okay, well, what are we scared will happen if you start to tell yourself something different? So for example, like, what are you scared will happen if you believe you're enough? It's a really good question to ask yourself like what are you scared will happen if you stop people pleasing? and you can kind of then work with you know those fears that are popping up those deeper wounds and move into a space where that limiting belief doesn't have to be your truth anymore and you get to create a new belief for yourself moving forward
0: i love those using those journal prompts like where like what do you what do you fear about like not being in a, like I love that. I'm gonna do that. (laughs) It's gonna be like my activity for tomorrow. (laughs) My doing my activity tomorrow. (laughs) It's a powerful,
2: powerful question to ask when like with anything. Like what are you scared will happen? What what is that part of you scared will happen if you know we stop doing
0: our job?
1: Yeah. It reminds me so much of the movie Inside Out like everything that you were saying, because <laughs> it's like the fear and the anger and the like happiness. And it, it's it's true. I think that in a kid's, I mean, that's obviously for children, but in the same yeah. aspect, it's, it's getting to the same point.
2: I practice. So I don't know if you've ever heard of it. IFS therapy, it's internal family systems. This is what all of this is based on. And honestly, I've never seen it inside out, but every time I talk about this, people mention that movie. Oh, <laughs> so really? I, had, I have a feeling that whoever created that movie, someone there was trained and knew what I IFS therapy I'll was. Bet, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's not a, a very popular mode of therapy or it's just not like widespread, not because it, it has great results, people like powerful, powerful results. It's just not as widespread at this point. But yeah, look it up. IFS therapy.
0: Interesting. I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. Um, something I want to talk about, and you mentioned this earlier. So a lot of times, especially when you're like on your personal development journal, journal, what journey, um, and, you know, or just working to become a better version of yourself, you do have to cut out people or you have to set certain boundaries around people. And I know from personal experience, it's a hard conversation to have with people or to set those boundaries and be like, we have, like, I've got to respect these for my, you know, whatever it is, my mental health, whatever it might be. So, you know, how would you suggest, or what do you maybe, you know, practice with having those type of hard conversations in your life? It's such an important topic. And I remember
2: when I first started in this self-development space, so right, I was in college, I was partying, obviously I had a certain group of friends and all of a sudden Alex Alexa's going to spin classes and eating kale and it's like, what's going on? And it was so hard. It was so lonely sometimes. Sure. And just the little comments of like, what happened to you? You know, what, like, what are you doing? Just those things, they they're hard and you can feel really lonely. So I I feel for everyone in this space going down this path who hasn't yet found their community in this space and I know it can be it can be really hard and lonely. So in terms of how you want to handle those conversations it's really going to depend on the relationship that you have with the person and how much you value having that relationship be a part of your life moving forward right we don't it's funny it's like the nature of life is ever changing and we're always growing yet we try to constantly hold on to things from the past and it's just not natural for people to the same people to be a part of our life for the entirety of our lives like it's Mm -hmm. just not natural and so it's first of all deciding you know which relationships really matter to me? Which ones do I value? Which ones do I want to keep a part of my life? And also side note, if someone is not supportive of you on this journey, that is possibly someone that you might, you you might not want to keep in your life. But yeah, (laughs) it could be, if if it's a family member, different story. But like, if this is like a friend that's like not supportive of you at all, you definitely want to just like maybe question that friendship a little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, then in terms of how you have the conversation. So, I mean, you really want to and this is when you're setting boundaries around anything, you want to make it around you, not around them, anything they're doing wrong, not trying to like shove your lifestyle down their throat, just fully about what you, what like what I need, what I feel. So it's like I feel this, therefore I need this. And a really great line to say when you're setting a boundary is just like, I love you so much. I really want to maintain our friendship. I really want to maintain our relationship in order for me to love you. This is what I need. Like I need some space to just go on my own healing journey right now. And it has nothing to do with you. I love you so much. This is what I need so that I can show up really powerfully for you. People are like, Whoa, (laughs) thank you. <laughs> so really just showing them that you're doing this for you so that there's room to still love them. And so that you can maintain a relationship or friendship, whatever it's going to look like moving forward.
0: I love that. I love that you come at it from such like a, a, a way of love really. Like it's a, like almost like reaffirming that person. Cause I think it can be hard to be on the other end of that conversation too. You know, whether it's someone fully friend dumping you or not (laughs) like you know even if it's just like a partial breakup like it's hard to hear that because you're like well what am i doing wrong that you're not wanting to be around me anymore so like i yeah i i like to try to lead by love and try to always think of how can i bring more love into a situation and so i i love that you love that that (laughs) we love 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 love. (laughs) But
1: it's also like, as we ask these questions, I think that it also shows like the benefit of having a coach because there's so many things that come up that, you know, maybe you just don't think of, or like in that situation, it's like, maybe you have a situation with a friend or something or, and you don't know how to speak it through. I think that it's super beneficial to have someone who's already maybe gone through those steps and knows exactly like what, or not exactly what to say, but something to say, you know, like, I think that that's so beneficial.
2: Having a coach has been like the biggest blessing to my whole life ever. I will never not have a coach again in the future. I'm like, I don't know how I ever did it before, (laughs) but it is a game changer. If you have the resources and the accessibility to get a coach, like do it. (laughs) It'll change your
0: life. It just helps with like accelerating. Well, not accelerating, but I feel like accelerating is a good word. Accelerating, I think. Yeah. Falling back less. Yeah, you have that person that's going to help you, you know, keep in check and like going to help you, you know, even if it is just like voice memos back and forth, it's like someone to like talk through where you're at and help you through those situations and those moments too. Like, I mean, I've had a few coaches in the past for business and personal things and like every the time looked so different, but I do not regret any of those times. Like I learned so much when I was in those, like those containers with those coaches
2: It's so helpful also to just have like an unbiased perspective, you know, instead of asking your friend who's just like, yeah, (laughs) you know, screw her (laughs) to have someone who actually is going to give you an unbiased perspective that, you know, might not be exactly what you want to hear. Super helpful.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so with us getting closer to obviously the end of this year, and when this episode comes out, it'll be the start of the new year. What are, you know, some things that you're preparing for in the new year business, personal, can you share some of your personal intentions? Wow. Start thinking a, about anything.
2: Such a good question because I'm in such an uncertain time of my life. So I'm, well, I just went through a breakup and I, don't know, like so I'm at my parents' house right now. I was in Mexico for a few months living there. I don't know where I'm going next. I don't have my relationships. So I'm like, totally just this free bird out in the world. So an intention for me for this year is really to um get grounded and I would love to find a place to like settle down and live you know, I love the nomad thing and the traveling thing. It's great. But to just have like roots somewhere. Oh, I, that is an intention. I'm putting it out into the world right now for myself (laughs) in 2022. That's a personal intention in terms of the business. Okay. These are like top secret have never left my head until. (laughs) this show. So I love event planning so much and like hosting experiences for people. And I love my ladies that do my group course and a hundred percent, we're going to keep building that and keep doing that. But I really want to start hosting in-person experiences and events for people. So that is being put out into the world right now too. (laughs) (laughs) and I'm trying to think if there's any other really big ones. You know what I was thinking about? And I would love to hear your guys' answers to this too. And you have no time to think about it. So (laughs) surprise. (laughs) I want to come up with my one non-negotiable for the year. Just one thing, whether that's I journal every day, I meditate every day, I eat a meal in silence every day, whatever it's going to be, just like one single non-negotiable for the year. I just did a year of movement every day and that was amazing. And so I've been trying to think about, okay, what's my one non-negotiable going to be for the year. And I think I am going to have it be breath work because Ooh. yeah, it's so powerful. And it's something that I, I do like a few times a week, but I think if I did it every day, it could be really changed my life. So yeah. that's being put out in the world right it's, now. And I would I like love to hear your guys's.
0: Yeah. Mine. I, I definitely know exactly. Cause it's something I started this year and I want to do like a full year and that's stretching. So I stretch at least five minutes a day. Um, and I started that in, was it like April or May? I think Mary April, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so there's been only a few times when I've been like, when I was sick in September that I've missed any days since. April. And so, yeah, that's definitely my goal is to have like a full year because that was something that I would stretch with like yoga classes, but that was it. And like, it's changed like my body and I'm like, wow, my hips, they don't pop anymore. How crazy. (laughs) They shouldn't pop when you're only 31. (laughs) Yeah. I think mine would
1: be movement every day because I've got two dogs and we've just read, like i made it a, like a goal for 2020 to, do like 20 minutes of movement, but then I got COVID and then I got a sinus infection. It really just threw me on under the wind, you know, but we realized that we've been taking our dogs on walks way more this winter than we have any other time of like the year, because we always put it on the back burner and we're like, Oh, we'll do it tomorrow. Or we're too tired or it's too cold out. Like there's always an excuse, but like, it's not only benefiting me to move every day, but it's like benefiting my dogs. It's benefiting my husband. And so that's definitely something that I want to, and it doesn't have to be a dog walk every day, but it has to be something, you know, like moving your body and obviously like incorporating stretching, which I say all the time, cause Holly does it, <laughs> but I should be doing that as well.
0: Hey, We all have our things.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I think that's going to be my everyday thing is some kind of movement. And even if it's for five minutes or 10 minutes, Doesn't have to be a specific timeline. I love that. But I love that question.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. I'm gonna steal
1: that. We're having an intentions thing coming
0: up. I'm gonna steal that. I love it. Do it. Um, and something we love to dive into with our guests, because we, me and Mary both have very fluctuating morning and evening routines. And sometimes we have routine and sometimes both of us have nothing. And so I would love to hear if you do have anything, what those look like for you.
2: So my morning routine and hundred percent, I don't do it every single day. I'm not, I'm not perfect, <laughs> but for most of the days, what I do is I wake up. I work out, I have celery juice, <laughs> just a fun little thing I throw in there. I meditate, journal, and yeah, then pretty much get rocking and rolling. Also, I'll have a matcha sometimes depending, you know, there was no oat milk in Mexico, so I didn't have matcha there. But <laughs> if I'm in a place where there's oat milk, then I'll have matcha. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. So wake up move my body, journal, meditate, and then get going. It takes a good amount of time though. I, I really do like having like two two hours or so in the morning from wake up until the first thing that I'm doing just to really get myself going for the day. So that's the morning and then the nighttime. So I'll do no technology usually around after eight about, uh, depends on the day, but around 8 PM, no technology after that. And I'll just read and then go to sleep. So nothing crazy. If there's a lot that's on my mind, I'll like journal, but otherwise just reading and then going to sleep.
0: I love that. And do you, do you find with your evening, you fluctuate with that as well? Or do you, is it pretty like most days at eight, like you are done with technology?
2: Most days at eight, honestly, (laughs) I used to be like at like 6 p.m. (laughs) Yeah when I was working in my corporate job that I did not enjoy I was like 6 p.m no technology after now that I'm running a business that I am obsessed with I'm like you know more keen to do things until a little bit later on in the day but yeah most days until at around eight
0: so I feel like when I was like I mean I'm still like in corporate technically setting but like when I was in like stressful corporate where Mary right currently there. works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was like wanting even more technology at that point. Like I just want to zone on a TV show. So like, that's really impressive that at that point, like you were like with strict with that, like that. Did you have
2: your work on your phone when you no. were in corporate? No, I deleted, I just deleted everything. Just my gotcha. computer. Yeah. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I set really hard boundaries for myself in corporate and it's something that I actually help other people uh, do because I I do find that a lot of people that I work with and just people that I like friends that I know do struggle in terms of the corporate environment, you know, just feeling like so exhausted, so depleted at the end of the day. And then just like wanting to become a vegetable on the couch Mm -hmm. because they have nothing left to give. So I feel you on that.
1: Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs>
0: <A> terrible habit. <laughs> but something we can work to change.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then I had kind of like a sub question, not really kind of to do with routines, but also with Holly's last question um, as people, cause we are going to do like an intention ceremony with people who are our listeners and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What would you say is like a big thing that people like the first thing that they could like, they could implement that's like an easy like to get into this routine of like getting out of the crazy and the scrolling and the you know all of that
0: mm.
2: I think one great first step to take is just not checking your phone, not checking social media your text, your email until a certain time of the morning and it it really doesn't matter what time it is all that All that matters is that it's an intentional choice and an intentional decision. So many of the things that we do is just on autopilot, on reaction to the world out of habit. And so just making that an intentional choice, an intentional act is a great, great first step to take. And so that can be, I wake up at 8.30 and I'm checking my phone at 9.00. But just like it doesn't need to be, you know, I don't check my phone till 4 p.m. You know, whatever is going to work for you in your life with your schedule, just make it something that's intentional and do something before you check your phone for yourself.
1: Love that. I also signed up for your free my or uh, stop the mindless scrolling. No so way! I'm very, yes,
2: I'm very excited. Oh. <laughs> I was going to your website. I was like,
1: oh, I feel like I should do that.
2: <laughs> that is amazing. Perfect. Yes, this it starts the day this podcast comes out. So if anyone oh, listens to it that day and well. wants to. Come join. I'm hosting this free challenge teaching people how to have a healthy relationship with their phone. And I am so excited about it. So I'm like, yeah. come one, come all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm stoked because I've become a vegetable of just like scrolling TikTok before bed and then just like falling asleep. And it's terrible. And I get terrible sleep. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Like scrolling mm-hmm. your phone all night would be affecting your sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: You are not alone. It's so funny. I was talking to my family about this literally last night at dinner. How when I used to not look at technology after six p.m., that was the best sleep I ever got in my whole life. Uh, at the best, I didn't even know that was possible for me. <laughs>
0: and oh,
2: yes, it is so all connected. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I'm stoked. One thing too that I would just like to add to that, um, just like the conversation of like a small step you can implement that I know really help ha- has helped me is turning off notifications for like social media apps and everything like that. Like that has been so helpful because I'm not like prone. So the only thing that notifies me is I think my text messages and phone calls. And so I when I get on an app, I see it. And if I don't get on the app, I don't see it. And that way I'm not prone to look at it because If you're someone who is like very OCD of your phone screen and hates the notification, like you see it up there and you're like, I gotta get rid of it. (laughs) So if you're that person, try this out.
2: (laughs) Another fun little thing that you can do is put your phone on black and white. It really messes with people. Oh,
0: interesting.
2: If you go, that was a
1: setting. Uh huh.
2: (laughs) No one does. I'm. I also need to get be getting money from Apple because (laughs) right. If you go to your settings and then search color filters and then turn it on, it'll put your phone into black and white. And basically it just makes being on your phone less fun. There's less of that dopamine hit and it makes looking at the real world more exciting than looking yeah. at a screen. So Interesting. Yeah, I never knew that
0: was a setting either.
2: I mm-hmm. just like
1: literally went into my phone and was like, <laughs> <"Just> try that. <laughs>
0: Mary's learning so much on this. I know, I really uh, (laughs) am.
1: Apple should sponsor you.
2: (laughs) Or not sponsor me because I'm getting people off their phone.
1: Oh, true. (laughs) They're probably like, don't do that.
2: Yeah. So they may actually be like, after me.
0: (laughs) Right. Turn your shut your phone off. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Too funny. Um, so my last question that I love asking guests is and this is so fitting because we're in the holiday season, what are the three things that you're grateful for today?
2: Mm, Okay. Wow. I love that question. I am first of all, just so grateful for my body and all the ways that I can move, right? Like just being able to go on a walk outside is not something that everyone can do. And I just feel so much gratitude every day for my body and all the freedom that it gives me in this world. So that's the first one. The second one, this is going to sound silly. I'm saying it as I'm looking at my essential oil diffuser that is diffusing <laughs> oils right now, but I really, I'm very grateful for just like sense, like S-C-E-N-T-S yeah. sense, <laughs> <Scents. laughs> you know, I I just, I love them. Candles, essential oils, the smell of cookies, just smells. Mm -hmm. They just warm my soul so much. So I'm so grateful for all the amazing scents in the world. And the last one, I would have to say probably today is just my breath after practicing breath work and noticing how powerfully I could shift energy with Nothing other than laying down breathing is a really cool thing. So, and it keeps us alive. So <laughs> shout out to that. It's right? a
0: life force. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing. And so finally, finally, where can our listeners find you? Where can they work with you, etc
2: Okay, they can find me on Instagram at Alexa Kmart, another company I'm not associated with. <laughs> but yes at Alexa Kmart on instagram and my website is just alexakmartin.com
0: awesome I love it thank you so much for being here thank you Uh, for sharing you you know everything you have and thank you for just showing up as you do in the world
2: yeah thank you guys so much this has been amazing
0: yes happy holidays you too (laughs) Oh my goodness. That was such a good episode. And yes. we are so honored to have Alexa on. Um I feel like there's just so many like I, I know we say this in every step episode, but so many like little tidbits you can just take away and like write notes on and be like, this is just something I want to change my mindset with or change mm-hmm. how I'm looking at something.
1: Yes. Um also when you guys are listening to this today, January 10th, her stop the scroll um five day challenge or i would i don't know if it's a challenge or a course i don't know either way her five day course of stop the scroll or stop the mindless scroll starts today so i will be doing it you can still enter into it um even if you listen to this on wednesday like you can still she says just go back and like watch everything right but so yeah that's my promo for her because i'm really excited for it because some days i'm like ooh like why am i why am i even wanting to like when I'm reading or something, I'll be like, "Why do I even want to grab my phone?" And she's like, "Going over all that kind of stuff."
0: I love so, that. I love that. Yeah, I think I know it's I've really been good for me. Feeling less and less called to my phone, personally. Like I even told you, or I didn't tell you, I technically messaged you, Um, like on TikTok this week. I was like, "You sent me a video like two weeks ago," and I just watched it like yesterday. Yeah. I, just like, I haven't been going on TikTok, or I go on Instagram and like do a post or do a story, and that's it. Um, yeah. And that's been like very freeing in the last. Yeah. Time. Um, but I know that I, I have weeks too, where it's like, I'm reading or I'm doing something else with my time. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder what's going on. I'm like, why? Well, I don't need to, who cares what's going on on Instagram or TikTok?
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was very interesting because like on a side tangent, um, <clears throat> I would like think about like wanting to go on my phone, but then like this week, like, cause I'll go on my phone here and there during the day. But like you said, I really haven't been like scrolling or like looking at stuff. I'm so bored of like the content that I i'm consuming like tiktok i went on it yesterday when i sent you something mm. or i saw what i don't remember whatever anyway so i was on tiktok and i was just like like, meh, meh. like yeah. i don't even need to be on here and i like turned it off i was like i'll go do something else like i'd rather like if i'm going to use screen time like i'd rather like go watch a show or something than like scroll mm, on production. like tiktok or instagram 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 what's the max it's not even
0: like a um oh wow that's
1: terrible But like I was she said she called me Alexa and she I missed the call but she's left me a voicemail like asking like things that people like or like what I would want to have in there and like I think that the tips that she gave even in this episode of like turning your phone on black and white so it's not as like, like the reason that everything is so colorful is to draw us in and to like want us to like see it. Yeah. And like, she's going to have like journal prompts, like, of like, why do you want to be on your phone? Like, what is calling you to your phone type of thing. So that's one of my like call outs from the episode is like, I thought that was so interesting that I don't know anything about my phone, that I'm on 24 seven, you know,
0: but. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are working on less screen time, especially with so many people, you know, working from home and just obviously with where we're at in today's world, so many of us work on screens all day long, Mm -hmm. whether we're at home or not, obviously. So um, I think that everyone can probably handle a little less screen time. Um, So yeah, we'll leave Alexa's site and her Instagram and everything below as always. And that way you can check her out, but just in case you want to check us out on Instagram, where can they find us? They can find us at getfittywithitpod or they can email us at getfittywithitpod at gmail.com and we also have our email list below that we'll start to work on more this year um but with that we will see you guys back here for another episode next week and you and you and we (laughs) hope you have a beautiful week at that bye